Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Marvin Hemeyer, he- Hemeyer was very creative. No, and, they, that's, and I think that well, that that's is one the, way to put it. Yeah, and I think that what you said is correct, and what the Thompson twins are talking about, which is true. Why did they destroy the Killdozer? That would have been so much fun. You got Joe Biden and the Killdozer, Killdozing <laughs> COVID, driving around like anybody can go. Anytime there's a local hero or yeah. something, you can put him in the Killdozer, or anybody you don't like, you can put him in front of the Killdozer, and the Killdozer that's, coming to get you. We're talking about the documentary Tread. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I also don't know if you understand COVID. You can't run it over with a killdozer that is like killing mosquitoes with a shotgun will it work maybe but you're also going to shoot your friend in the face get out of the way all right welcome to side stories everyone i am ben hanging out with henry <sighs> documentary we must tell you about tread henry watched we've, it a few years ago we've talked about this a little bit i yes. just the killdozer was it's a you know it's a monument to the the imaginations of americans well you know there are aspects of all of us that we can see in marvin Hemeyer. he was the man who became disgruntled had a massive of mental break and decided to take on his town that he thought wronged him, even though it seems like they didn't. Anyway, if you haven't seen Tread, check out the documentary. Really interesting, and uh, it'll take you all over the world in your mind. And the nice thing is, no one actually died. It's just a bunch of buildings. I mean, Marv died, but no people who did not build a coat. Killdozer died. Killdozer, he well, he wanted to go down. He wanted to go down by his own hand because yes. he was, a, I guess, again, a true sovereign citizen. But it kind of reminds know. me of the, what was that car renovation show exhibit with the, I put a kill in your dozer so you could kill while you doze. That's a fantastic impression of exhibit. Hell yeah. Absolutely nailed it. I That's the it. thing with Marv. They show he has a book of with Bill O'Reilly, but I could also see him being a Bernie Sanders, bro. Like the guy was <laughs> just know. upset about a lot of stuff. You never know. It's like when the KKK and the Black Panthers sometimes like get together because they both hate the government on christmas on maury povich or on springer Hmm. remember that well hope everyone is doing well out there and you're not though i know you're not some are a lot of people are doing fantastically people are capital f fine right now they're capital f fine every single time i catch up with somebody over zoom that i haven't spoken to about nine months that first question of so how you doing and everyone goes how Good. Like knowing that they just yeah. came from like a, their hair was just in a rat nest, just screaming alone in a closet. <laughs> That's why I don't ask people, how are they doing? I say, how are you feeling? Because I know what they're doing. The same thing I am. Well, speaking of <laughs> weird things to do, this is the first story. We're just going to jump right into some murder and mayhem here. You know, sometimes like we were talking before when you, it's winter time and you put your winter jacket on for the first time and you say $20, $20 bill. bill or like how many times? I mean, you know, like you're running closer than the end of doggy 
Scooby-Doo bags. Sure. And all of a sudden you reach into one of your soft pants pockets and you've got like four or five of them just sitting in there. Not filled, but no. nice and empty. Absolutely ready to get filled. What I'm saying is sometimes you find surprises in your pocket. This fella out of Florida, his name is Kobe Parker. He had a bit of a surprise in his pocket. He was questioned by authorities for killing his grandfather. Turns out there was some evidence he may have done it because he pulled out from his pockets his grandfather's ears. Now, and that's not something you usually pull out of a pocket. Not every time. Not unless you're doing the fun bit where you take the ear and you pull it up to your own, your own mouth and go, can you hear me? Are you listening? Right. That kind of fun thing. But that's a prepared bit. I don't think he did that. <laughs> because also, this was not a surprise for him. No. You know what I mean? When you find the $20 bill in your, your old winter pocket, that's a fun surprise. He, he brought them with him to the police Yes, that is true. I will say when you find the $20 bill, though, you do kind of remember like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I was in a rush. Popped sure, 20 I was hammered. Like I back was in hammered. Day. Whatever. This is the last call at the bar. I got my $20 of change. Popped it in there. So maybe he didn't really realize that he had the two ears in there until he's like finagling his uh, pocket. And then he pulls it out just absentmindedly and yeah. goes, oh, but I don't know. It sounds like he actually was under a lot of duress. Yeah, well, he fatally stabbed his grandfather. His grandfather was Ronald Wells Sr., obviously extremely sad, 77 years old. Well, guess what? And this is obviously, um, I think it just reeks of Orlando. This Parker, <laughs> he initially, he told investigators that he acted in self-defense. You know how I'm always defending myself from 77-year-old men. He Yo, said, you wait until a 70. I don't piss off the, el the elderly. They have old man strength, and they are actually strong. They are strong because they fought in wars and I we've done so. nothing. No. Um, 77 year old granddad, Ronald Wells Sr. He said that they, he had to defend himself because they were hanging out. He said they, his grandfather attacked him with a knife during a fight the two had while smoking marijuana, which is the thing. Again, oh. man, I wish I had a grandpa I could smoke weed with. That would be so cute. Well, this one did seem to end in an altercation that involved a man getting his ears cut off. I mean, he did this, though. Colby did this. Yeah. He claimed that he was forced to turn the knife on his grandfather, who then the body was found in the front porch with multiple stab wounds. But while he was being interviewed, Parker allegedly, he took his grandfather's ears uh -huh. out of his pants. Doesn't even say pockets. Oh. Um, so it could have just been loose sitting there. Um, and then he lunged at a deputy while trying to grab his gun and the taser. Well, that is really not going to work itself out, buddy. Also, we're talking about a 77-year-old man. The one thing we know about old men, just judging by Walter Matthau, we got our nose and our ears. They keep on growing. Mm -hmm. So this dude had a pretty good hunk of flesh. <laughs> Two good hunks of flesh with those ears. Old man ears. That's like a half pound. They're huge honestly you could you could have a nice sizable that's like a serving size of you, your you could grill it oh yeah you could put it on a grill but apparently this man again yes it's cute he's 30 he's smoking weed with a 77 year old grandfather i guess this guy does he wasn't necessarily a great dude to begin with apparently above parker's bedroom he had a phrase and printed on it was quote the family butcher but he was, which is a scary oh, thing Henry, cute. if i live with you and all of a sudden you start having butcher themed Look bedroom at the designs in this room i don't see anything that says butcher i see someone that says i see satan i see some fun horror videotapes i see no weapon that could kill me in this room i'm just saying the it wasn't a it wasn't a weapon it had he had a cute funny apron that had the phrase the family butcher printed on it and it had plastic bloody human ears attached to it so yes yeah. it is grisly in retrospect yeah sure but 
at the time, that's just fun. That's Halloween. But he uh, he apparently know. said that he said it was grandpa's time to go, um, <sighs> which is uh, it's not up to you to decide. No, it's not up to you to decide. Also, I don't know what kind of weed they were smoking, but I think you're right. I think this was Orlando it's weed. New Seth Rogen weed. It's too strong. Oh, is that right? It's very intense. Well, good. For I don't him. mean to blame Seth Rogen's new weed line for murder, but I'll tell you what. Our new vape line will definitely not cause you to stab your grandfather to death. Absolutely, you won't have the ability to do it. You're going to hang out with your grandfather and, ha- and have him regale you of stories of Would the you, 1970s. You might, like, weirdly play a game of Okie Cookie, oh. but there's probably some rum in there. God, anyway, Parker was charged with second-degree murder and battery. Uh, of course, the battery charge comes from when he attacked law enforcement. But again, I think the major crime is stabbing his grandfather to death cutting off his ears, carrying said ears to the precinct, yes, and then showing them to the police like a small child just showing you the macaroni art that he made in kindergarten. Oh, the cats bring you little gifts? Yeah, it's kind of like that. But, but they didn't like that gift because they knew that this was evidence. Although if you're a cop, thank you, co- case like, closed. A lot of paperwork just got figured out. <laughs> you don't have to do all the, like, and how many times, how many serial killers you already had in your car doing right arounds? You don't deal with any of that? It's great. Not to mention, if you're going to cut something off of a corpse, I guess the easiest thing to cut would oh, yeah, be dude. the ears. Oh, yeah, you just grab that ear and quick, 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 lop that off. Yeah. I mean, even your nose has got a lot of chunk you got to get to. You could actually probably yeah. just rip the ears off if you want to. Apparently, it takes... Oh, gosh, yeah. I suppose that you could. If It's almost like an enlarged skin tag in some ways, the human ear. So I guess you could just grab it by the back and rip down... Eight pounds. Of pressure. Eight pounds That's- of pressure to rip off a human ear. That's it? Yeah, you just gonna fuck. You can just rip that off the side of somebody's heads if you want. It's like the like we joked about before, like ripping the little uh, the little tags off a mattress, just as illegal. Wow, it's it's surprisingly easy to rip off a human ear. Well, that's what we've learned so far today. So anyway, he's gonna go to prison, and I'm just gonna say this: judging by his mugshot, he was never a good grandson, and it looks like he has a series of different marks on his forehead, which would lead me to believe he may have done a bunch of meth. I think so, or that could have been the cops wailing on him as well. That is also possible. That's up for debate. All right. Well, as we move forward, as we get out of the pandemic that we are currently in, again, be safe, get your vaccine if you can. Um, air, air, airlines and flying. They're still going. Those, those are still going, and I guess they're. We're, we're going to start flying again soon. This, yes, I cannot wait. This is a really the strange story, but I, you know, it's kind of speaks towards people with weird compulsions. Okay, and I don't know why. Like I don't. There is no motive for this that has been written out yet. So I wonder what going through this person's head. Yeah, Marilyn Hartman, Bay Area's most prolific stowaway, arrested for the twenty second time. This comes from the South San Francisco Gate. This is a. She is a sixty nine year old woman. Okay. A woman with a history of stowing away on airlines was arrested Tuesday for attempting to sneak onto a flight at Chicago's O'Hare Air- International Airport. I don't even know how the fuck she does this yeah Um, this arrest comes two weeks after a judge rejected a plea deal that would have given her probation for a previous attempt to stow away on a flight 
This is very interesting. Hartman allegedly left the facility where she had been staying while on electronic monitoring. The device allowed Cook County Sheriff's deputy to track her as she headed for O'Hare. Deputies activated an alarm on Hartman's device as she neared Terminal 1 where she was arrested. This is very, very strange. They're going to seek a felony escape charge because she tried to break out of her little holding area. Interesting. Well, this reminds me. So this woman, she would sneak onto airlines and be a stowaway. It reminds me of that story about Darius McCollum. Yeah, Remember so he, him? he um, just kept stealing the buses. Yes, he has Asperger's, and he also used to, this was in New York City, he would steal city buses and steal city subways. But the thing was, the trains ran perfectly. Yeah, he, he would did stop it right. at all the stops. He loved it. He, he just wanted, they, honestly, again, they should have hired him. Uh, but I wonder if it's difficult with somebody with that level, if well, he has uh, like a mental disability. I think that he works when he wants to. Yeah. And when he wanted to work, he would just hijack subway trains, which it's, is so scary to think about. But it's the be- movie money train. It's the movie money train. But because Mr. McCollum was so focused on getting people to where they wanted to go in New York City, the trains ran better when he was the conductor. I don't know if the same is the case for this stowaway on these planes. No. Her first documented try was in February 2014 when Hartman made it all the way through SFO security and onto a flight to Hawaii, oh. which is honestly, if you're going to bust onto those... That's the one you bust onto, right? You get into the fucking, you go to a vacation, right? Absolutely. And I guess she was busted when the person who had the ticket showed up to sit in the seat. <laughs> well, that will happen. That's I an odd confrontation. Don't. Not only are you in the wrong seat, you are in the wrong plane. You are in the wrong airport. You should not be here whatsoever. Dude. What an altercation that must have been. She's done this. Then three days after that attempt, she tried again at SFO, getting stopped at the security checkpoint because she had taken someone's discarded boarding pass. Okay. And then two months after that, she made it all the way onto a flight. In April 2014, Hartman boarded a flight at Mineta San Jose International Airport, landed at LAX, where she was apprehended. And now she's just been arrested constantly at Chicago area airports. She keeps just trying to go and then purposely getting arrested. Well, I think it's just going to get more and more difficult for her as technology increases. And of course, she's been arrested 22 times. So if you're an officer and you see her, I think you just kind of arrest her and assume she's trying to do something illegal immediately until proven otherwise. She already did it. She made it through one security checkpoint in 2019. I'm actually... She was released from Cook County Jail a year ago in an effort to prevent low-risk detainees from contracting COVID-19. So they they release her from jail. But I mean, now they're trying to to put together a plea deal that will include mental health treatment because obviously she needs it. I mean, I think they just have to recreate what it's like to wait in line for a plane. She seems to love waiting in security lines. It's the worst part of the the whole process. I'm actually jealous of this woman. I think that what she can do is almost a cloaking superhero-like power. I can't even go through security. Like when I was coming back from Uruguay, I, they asked me if I had any illegal food, and I'm such a fat fuck, I bought a bunch of snacks. Sure. But they really wanted, they wanted like pineapples and like fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And fruit. like, did you bring a bunch of bugs back with you? And I'm like, no, I didn't do any of that. I left them in Uruguay. But I was so nervous when they asked me if I brought food in that I said, no. And then I was basically strip searched and the whole thing. And then they were like, you brought snacks. And I was like, yes. No. 
And they said, that's fine. I said, okay. You should have said something. I am just so much weaker than this woman who looks at the ultimate authority that we have in this country, which is the TSA. She Mm -hmm. looks them in the eye and actively lies. And my God, what a power she must have. I think that she is um, very mentally ill. Yeah. yeah. But in like, again, that kind of, it's, I I don't even know if it's fun. It's, It's compulsive because she is barely making it onto these flights they, technically the system does vaguely work because they keep just stopping her and arresting her but that's it yeah. but i, I mean they, like get, they arrested her after the flight but if she did have ill one, intent it seems like you would oh yeah, yeah you yeah, would yeah. blow it up in the like during the flight it just shows how the um idea of permanent security is just a fantasy it could be a lot of theater for nothing indeed to make us all feel safe aka is it actually working? I never read the reports about all of the TSA stuff that gets through I don't when they do their know. internal, like, let's I don't see if we know. can get an axe through. You probably can't. It's just like fully, it's just an axe shape just with Christmas wrapping yeah. like all over it. And the guy's just like, doo-doo. Come on through, come on, come through. on through. Except for a fact that if you have like one fucking weed roach in New York and they stop you. Oh my goodness. Nothing more. We're not going to talk about TSA stories a bunch here, but Carolina, of course, from No Dogs in Space and Marcus's beautiful wife, she got detained, not detained, but she was forced to take off this little beautiful gold grenade necklace yes. from Canadian. It's a literal half it an is inch a cute grenade. little beautiful little ooh, piece of jewelry. Yes. It was from Vera Meat in Brooklyn. And um, that was ridiculous. And I think the TSA just stole it. Oh, yeah. And then I had uh, I've had a little knife taken from me. Yeah. You're traveling with a little knife. Well, I had a little tiny knife. Yeah, yeah, I did. Were you cutting a little tiny steak? Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Why did you? No, I had like um, what's his butts? It was like one of those little uh, I forgot what it was attached to. Flippy flappity. A little flippity flappity knife. I believe. A little tiny little knife because it was supposed to only be longer than your four fingers. That's when they used to stop you. Yeah. And so, but the guy took it and he put it up against his hand and it was just the ledge over the top. And I was just like, You have little man, hands. Listen, I'm a, if I wanted to do vengeance, you think I bring this tiny knife, man? I'd be strapped with C4, bro. Well, indeed. In you my- hear my killdozer rumbling down the street, bro. I'm just so happy you have no masculine abilities to do something like Me build too. a killdozer. Because honestly, Marv, psycho- again, going back to the documentary tread, psychotic break. But holy crap, did that day. He built a fuck of a killdozer. He really like took off. He put a lot of work into he that. He could have just hung out inside of that for a long time, too, because he had he TVs did. and everything. He but was in there the whole time. He, he lived in there. He slept in there. It's kind of like the way we, we make people work here at LPN, where they're all sleeping inside of the studio, constantly yeah. whittling podcasts, whittling and whittling. They got the cables. They're making that by hand. Everything is done bespoke here at LPN. Absolutely. That is true. Well, speaking of strange stories... Um, this week's Hero of the Week is actually going to be a fantastic interview that I can't wait for you guys to hear about last week's Hero of the Week. This person, I almost think, can like, they can get it when it comes to Hero of the Week. I have no idea what this means, but in Modesto, a person's been shoving forks through hot dogs hmm. and then just like leaving them around neighborhood lawns. And It, it sounds re- like it's just art. It sounds a bit like art, but did you ever fork, like if you have a teacher, did you ever fork their yard? You know where you buy a bunch of plastic forks and you put them all in their yard and then they have to pick them all up? Is that just so we can watch you bend over again and again? No, we did not watch the teachers bend over, but we knew that they were going to wake up to a bunch of forks in their yard and then they would have to clean it up, which is a good two hours of work. So I remember just pencils in the ceiling. No. That's what I'm talking about. 
I took it away that's from, from what you were talking that's a, about. That's from like Welcome Back, Cotter. There's, but we did. There was a pencil in the ceiling thing. I remember when people used to do that as a child. But that's not attacking the teacher at their home. No, but you put it up in the ceiling and someone's got to go up there and they got to go get it. No, the point that I'm trying to say is we were attacking the teachers at where they, they sleep. Where that's how you really know. Like, no, what we used to do is you break into their homes while they're sleeping and you, you tie them up and then you call yourself like you wear animal masks and you do the strangers like head tilt <laughs> at them. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of that great movie. You're next. Check that one out. If you haven't seen it before. Oh, I'm looking for the magic. I love that song. Oh, looking for the magic. So in Modesto, California, a bunch of neighbors have found dozens of hot dogs skewered by forks. There's been no explanation. It's just art. This is art at its purest. No one's asking for it, but you didn't know that you wanted it until you get it. However, Banksy, this I'm just saying the word Banksy. Thank you, Banksy. Apparently there's many Banksy's. I don't know. And quite it's, frankly, it's a team. I'm done caring. <laughs> uh, isn't that interesting? I love him, but it's like, got you. I love what you do. Thank you. But the Modesto Police Department, according to Sharon Bear of said police department, they were reports that they were poisoned hot dogs. What? And that would be bad. That's a, then he goes from hero of the week to villain of the week. Exactly. Because dogs eat that. Dogs love hot dogs. Well, exactly. But apparently, according to Bear, again, she says that there were no dogs located or reported to have been found sick, which is really nice. So. I think this might be someone trying to kill dogs, in which case, that's not a hero at all. You did this. I know. I'm sorry. I did a horrible thing. Are they poisoned or not? Are these hot dogs poisoned? No, because no dogs were found sick, and you know a dog's eating that hot dog. But then why did this person say, I think the the hot dogs are poisoned? Why did that person say that? Is this just baseless claims? Is this where we're at with fear in America? Absolutely. We're all so afraid? Yeah. Wow. So you mean at once they're done using the COVID-19 fear to direct us to do whatever they want, you think next is going to be fear of the tubed meat? <laughs> Which you're already, these doctors are already trying to do with their fucking little, oh, your cholesterol's high, Mrs. Zabrowski. Well, I know what they're fucking doing. I know what big meat is trying to do. Well, that big meat is trying to get your doctor to shut the fuck up. Do you think maybe it's big chicken? Like in the remember Chick Fil A, <laughs> yes, they have to eat more chicken. Those are the cows, though. It's the opposite. <laughs> you are citing commercials that you saw on television. <laughs> you old old man. Please let me leave my house. Anyway, according to Angelica Hernandez, a neighbor in the area told ABC Ten. You know there's not a lot going on in this town. If this is ABC 10 pulled up with the news van. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Literally, we've had two shootings this week, and the areas they are talking about. This this is is huge. This is important stuff. Uh, Dozens of these skewered hot dogs found on neighborhood lawns around Dimension Street. She says it was a strange sight, uh, and uh, she had never seen that before. So this is apparently not something that happens constantly in Modesto. And dare I say, because it would make the news if it happened constantly. It'd just be a thing you know about Modesto. Oh, yeah. Modesto, where the hot dogs are on forks. Yep. And also, I must clarify, it's a bit of an older story here, but something that I think it's I'm very happy. uh, November 30th of 2020. Okay, but not that. So this scourge has already taken place and has already slid under the radar. 2020 was hard for everybody. Mm -hmm. And how do you have fun as a kid during COVID? You can't go to school anymore because God forbid you learn. You have got to do forks inside of tube meats, lay them all over the neighborhood's lawn, neighborhood and neighbor's lawn. And then what you do is you drive by and you see them look at what you did. And you're just, yeah, that's like how serial killers go back to the scene of the crime and masturbate. It's the closest thing you can get to being a serial killer and still making it on this show. I really think that this is, again, if this is an artist doing this, 
Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. We will speak with you about your motives. This is a group um, of shithead kids that we all hung out with. I hope so. Or Definitely. it is someone just desperately trying to create some form of new physical meme. <laughs> um, this could be from, this could be a TikTok-based vandalism. I'm not quite certain. <laughs> it could be. I was watching old uh, WWE pay-per-views. And of course, in the signs, people hold, in the crowd, people hold signs up. And isn't that just a meme? Isn't that just a meme? All right. Live from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Henry, what else you got? All right, let's go to this story. We got some more grisly stories to oh cover. Oh, my God. This um, story, by the way, I'm almost going to say gold star story. This is a fucked up story. it's freaking brutal and sad. This comes from our favorite rag, the Daily Mail. Uh, I'll read it from here. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not it's not news about crisps? No, not oh. this time. Uh, Louisiana Cannibal, 19, who lured oh. gay men using grinder and planned to keep body parts as mementos, trophies, and food, is indicted on federal hate crime, kidnapping, and attempted murder. Chance Seneca, never name your kid Chance. I mean, I think kind of Chance Seneca, it sounds like it's a super cool guy. He can run real fast at track, but he's it also he like also a, goes to the parties. Yeah, it sounds like a weatherman with a troubled past with a bunch of secrets. Oh. Um, he's 19 years old, allegedly used gay hookup app Grinder. Um, and can anybody hook up on Grinder? I believe it is specifically for gay men. And, and is the hoagie the one where you have sex with sandwiches? I can't I, believe you just did that. Yes. I can't believe you set me up for that and I fell right into yes. that trap. And now I am drowning in horrific yeah. comedy. Right. Now, um, in June of last year, he coaxed Holden White, who's the only other person I've ever seen named Holden besides Holden Caulfield, um, to a and R. Holden McNeely uh, to a residence in Lafayette. Oh, so this is this is kind of a scary. This is a scary story. This is really scary. And again, the this happens to be an ad, this happens to be the grinder app. But these hap- these stories happen all the time. Oh, absolutely. Just be very cautious it's with these hard. apps. It's be very the, safe. You got to meet up with somebody on Skype first and figure out what they're doing. All right. Oh. So according to a statement released by the Department of Justice, evidence shows that Seneca attempted to kidnap 
three men by luring them to his home after chatting with them on Grinder, saying, gimme, gimme, I'm ready to gimme, 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 I got that stimmy. Okay. Now, on June 19th, 2020, Seneca was successfully able to coax 18-year-old Holden White to a residence uh, in the Lafayette Parish. Um, but he was, this man, it was a brutal, brutal attack. Apparently, was, they went oof. to hang out. They were. They went to, he said, come meet up with me because he survived. This dude survived. And he, uh, apparently, Seneca told him, we're going to play video games at a relative's house. And he said the next memory that he had was being pulled backwards by a cord and choked so hard. And if you look at the pictures of him in the gurney, you can oh, see it bad. broke all the blood vessels in his face. Um, and then his- he... he put him in a bathtub and stabbed him so many times and then attempted to cut off his hands. He oh tried to cut, God. he cut through his wrist so deep that his hands were nearly severed. Oh. Um, and he stabbed him six times in the neck. In There's the neck. something about, isn't it weird? Like when I hear someone get stabbed through the hand, I'm like, oh, that oh, must yeah, hurt. Defensive wounds freak defensive me out. Defensive wounds, but there's something about being stabbed in the neck too, where I'm like, can you stab me in the back? I feel like getting stabbed in the back would feel less Just something painful. Something with meat. Something with meat. But man, stabbing the neck six times. We don't have that big of necks. How no. did you even do that? You just do it all over. You just do it again. Oh. It also depends on the, I, I mean, this is not being me, me being glib this time. This is me saying it depends on the size of the knife. It, um, yeah, that's true. And he apparently then he did all of this. He thought that he stabbed him. He had cut off, tried to cut off his hands. And then he called 911 on himself. Chan Seneca called 911 what it seemed to be in a self-described effort to be put into a mental institution. Because um, now Seneca is in uh. state custody and he pleaded not guilty to an attempted murder charge filed in Louisiana. But I think it's just because his public defender is trying to figure out how he's going to do all of this shit. He's also facing a lot of uh, extenuating circumstances when it comes to the if he would be convicted because he's also looking at hate crime legislation yes. or he is also looking at hate crime violations kidnapping and firearm and, ex- and obstruction charges but with that hate crime popped on top of the attempted murder you're looking at significant time and dare I say this man desperately desperately needs help and thank oh, it's God like how his the victim survived sh- because oh, yes. uh, what, a, what a brutal horrible moment for that poor man and it's like how the atlanta shooter tried to change his motive last minute because he probably spoke to a lawyer trying to fucking carve some time off of whatever he would eventually get um when it's obviously a hate crime but this story is going to roll out a little bit more like this is going to roll out we're going to figure out what the hell it's happening here but it is he's obviously sick he's effed up and he's not cool no and again the media outlets the teen who was attacked suffered from strangulation. But he's doing really good uh, now. It looks like wounds, he, he's al- he's alive. He got he's really uh, this is going to be a tough rehab. Well, I and, imagine, and, and hopefully he's not permanently brain uh, damaged with the lack of oxygen and stuff. He also had blunt force trauma to his head, and again, cut so deep in his wrists that his hands were nearly sawed off. Anyway, just. Please, God, be careful. And Chance Seneca, uh, yeah, you need to go away because obviously you don't belong in society. No, he just um, needs to. But I I guess in a fucked up way, if that is his like cry for help that's not a no it's not not i mean no it's obviously not excusable but it's it is interesting to see him calling the cops immediately on himself afterwards and incriminating himself is very interesting which of course again not to get serious we'll save that occasionally serious on abling its top end but if we had a mental health facility where he could have walked in perhaps and said i'm not feeling good and then they would have said okay well come on in let's see if we can't there are no beds there are no beds at the inn. So yes, unlike there are no the, beds. Uh, no one. This is what we, there was that other story. The uh, the 
I Am Adam's Mother. I forgot that documentary that came out about the idea of like kids with homicidal tendencies. Oh my God. Um, Those... In HBO. It was wild. But again, it's just being like, my son is ramping up his violence. Yeah. He is getting more and more uncontrollable. I need to put him in a facility. What do I do? There's no place to put him. Exactly. And uh, if you want to have motivation to not procreate, Check out Kids Who Kill. Um, those documentaries are they are like real life Chuckies. They are the scary children psychopaths are the scariest. Oh because yeah, because they, they have no control over their no emotions. Control. They've no. They don't know yet. They don't know oh. that they are they, because you know how many times people guys have talked about who lived like in the gang life for so long when they were younger, and then as they get older, they're like, I'm too tired to be that fucking up on my violence shit it's, like it, it's exhausting and there's a lot of as a matter of fact i forget the name of the charity but there's a charity ran by former gang members that it's so cute because now they're just 50 year old dudes they're just like guys and they just do guy stuff but they were in serious gang violence but at some point you just grow out of it unfortunately in the gang life oftentimes that means you get out with your life uh, they don't want to join a gang kissle they don't want you have you been recruited um, have you yeah. ever been recruited for a gang there was one guy uh, honestly I was approached by MS-13 and they asked <laughs> if I would be their entertainment director really? and I said honestly my plate is so packed right now but yeah. if you guys can do because um, I will do this I think this. it was PS-13 I think there was a public school oh. yeah they wanted you to be their theater oh, director oh even worse yeah I with the MS-13 though I did tell them you guys can be really ex excited I gave them all the seed of an idea and I hope you guys can join in MS-13 cruise <laughs> they're doing an ms-13 cruise i think it's going to be really amazing um again though if you are a crip and you do buy a ticket there is a special there's a special lido deck for yeah. the other gangs you uh, you just understand so much of about gang culture me man <laughs> it's me buddy all right well you know getting paid is fun especially if you've owed money or if you're owed money however this story this one just makes me upset because there was this person Andrea, uh, Andrea flattens. So she was owed some money because she used to work at AOK Walker Luxury Auto Shop. Okay. okay. And, and who owed her money? They well, apparently it was this final check from AOK AOK Walker Luxury Auto Shop. That's what she wanted. But she was paid in the middle of the night. With thousands of dollars worth of pennies and a little love note. Not just were they pennies, but they smelled funny because they were covered in oil. I tell you what, I man. would freak out. This, that's I mean, called real psychological warfare. That is horrible. This is how you get Steven Paddock. My mom did this. My what, mom did this She would once. pay you in pennies? No, my mom, I remember my mom, there was, I forget what went down. She did this. It it was brilliant. There are things that my mom does. The, the type of psychological warfare she used to commit to is just like, I could only wish I could grow to that level. I could see it. She had to deal with the bank. I forget what it was where she owed them a certain amount of money. I forget this. And she was so pissed is that we, I don't know if anybody still does this anymore. Does anybody else have the big water jug filled with change in their house? Cause my grandfather oh, had course. it for yeah. fucking forever. And then we inherited. It's just like an old, literally like an office Culligan. water jug, just yeah. like filled with change. And my mom did that shit where she fucking <laughs> took it to the bank. And she said, here's my cash. And literally just, <laughs> 
gave it to him. Well, they have, the, like, they have the coin machine. It must have oh, been Oh, yeah, kind of but excited. they all had to sit there as the line builds up behind her, as they're sitting there putting it through the coin machine, and she's just sitting there, arms crossed, the biggest Mussolini-wide well, smile on her face. Your mother is a valued customer, and she deserves to be treated with a little bit of GD respect around here. I mean, that's what she laid down the law. Well, apparently, Andrea, she left this employment, or she left this job at the luxury auto shop because of, quote, a uh, toxic working environment. Oh, which I bet. I do have to agree with her because she blames for this penny stunt Miles Walker, who is the owner of the shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That is a very, I could, I, the small, furious small business owner reeks of this. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And according to Serena Wandersee, who worked under Miles before, she says, well, working for him, he was my manager. And then she says, pardon my language, but he said, you think you have a bigger dick than any of the boys? Well, we're going to prove that right now. And he decided to de-pants me in the lobby and he thought it was funny. That's apparently, not Serena's funny. Never a man. pants your employee. Never do that. So apparently people were quite upset. Mm-hmm. So this guy I can see Miles Walker. He runs an auto shop. He's like the father from Drop Dead Gorgeous. If you haven't seen that movie, highly recommend it. It's not available anywhere on streaming for some reason. No kidding. It's one of those movies they just pulled. Just the most annoying manager at an auto shop. Just being like, you don't got a big dick. And then he pulls your pants down. Oh, I would be man is the epitome of a douchebag. And then with the penny trick. So if you can just wow. walk, just drive by and make fun of Miles Walker. Not 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 saying dox him or anything, but A-okay Walker Luxury Auto Shop. Seems like a waking nightmare. Go and uh, this, just you know go, what he tell him to go fuck himself. Be like, hey, I'll show you my dick. And start going over there and pull down your pants in front of the store. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? And that's can we get legal trouble? Well, Walker, no, absolutely not. Walker. Go do that. Yeah, Walker can get in legal trouble because he's, he's such an asshole. Apparently, there were actually an investigation on all these pennies. So CBS 46 reporter Jamie Kennedy. I know he's fallen far. <laughs> now, I'm just joking. Nothing wrong with being Jamie he's Kennedy. He's fine. He's fine. Or a CBS 46 reporter. But they asked Mr. Walker about the pennies. They say, may I ask you about the pennies? Do you know anything about them? And he says, I know tons about it. What's wrong with it? <laughs> then he Fucking goes on asshole. to say. Um, so then Jamie asks, so you, you dropped the pennies over at the person's house and he says, I don't know if I did that or not. I don't really remember. He's a fucking asshole. This guy is a fucking piece of shit. He also said, it doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. Wow. He's a fucking weenie for bringing it up. <laughs> He's a weenie. He's a weenie. So wow. These are fighting words. I, you know what? They should schedule a boxing match. It seems like they should, and apparently everyone involved in this story are is is a man. Is a man. Yeah, everybody is a man. It is all a man. But he called him a weenie, and a then weenie. he said, and then he said, because he is, and because you give him a platform, I just told you exactly what I had to say. You guys are what's wrong with the world. Get the fuck off my property. Wow. This dude is a psycho. <laughs> Path. He runs his business like a king. Like he a lives, moron. He is a moron and a absolute. It's just he's so going to get himself mean. killed by someone in a killdozer. That's what's going to happen to this guy. There's going to be a strange comeuppance. We're going to hear in the news like shop owner dead. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, no, what happened? And then we're going to hear the full story. Well, and the only time in American history where this person who kills this other store owner, they're going to get off because every single person in that jury has 
has had a boss like this guy named Walker, and they're just going to applaud him, and they're going to say, I'm sorry to inconvenience you, and thank you for ending this man. But the thing is, it's also going to start to narrow down who his clientele is, because there will be people that will read that news story and go like, hell yeah, and that's where the only place <laughs> where they'll take their car, and then it's going to become guess. a whole culture war around that place of like, oh, so you go there? Hmm. We don't go there anymore. No, don't go there. There has to be other places other than the one that is owned by that complete and utter jackass. All right, this next story we want to cover real quick is absolute. This is, again, one of those is going to unfold over the next couple of days. And it's very, very interesting and, and very fucked up. This could this story about a guy named Sean Lennon. Yes. Not, not Sean Lennon, because no. I keep looking and it keeps reading. My my brain keeps making a Sean Lennon and Sean Lennon. No, as far as we know, Sean Lennon has not killed anyone. I mean, he's probably seen deaths that he's never told anyone that he's seen. Poor kid. Um, but this story, this comes from KOB4. Uh, prosecutors say suspect in Sunport deaths admitted to killing a total of 15 people in New Mexico. This is a Sean Lannan, basically. Jesus. He went and he, he murdered a man with a hammer. He beat a man to death with a hammer Ooh. in New Jersey. The body of Michael Dubkowski was discovered in his New Jersey home just south of, just south of Philly after a welfare check. Now, this Sean Lannan is linked to this murder. When he arrested him, he confessed to 16 more murders. We have a straight-up serial killer. Uh, and yes, possibly. But it sounds like this shit is was kind of motivated by various... Uh, there, there are motives here. It seems like the, the, this original crime that he did, then combined with the possible murder of his wife and her friends, and then another 10 people, uh, th there seems to be weird, connected, intricate motives. This comes from the CBS News. Yeah. Um, the, he is now that he was the primary suspect. He came from New Mexico, Albuquerque, New, New Mexico. Local law enforcement officials in New Mexico and in New Jersey are working with federal agents on the veracity of claims by Sean Lannan, including that he killed 11 other people despite including the four people he is they now are connecting him definitely to authorities said in court documents that Lannon 47 made the admission in a phone call to a relative who told investigators he expressed remorse the case started on March 5th when the bodies of Lannon's ex-wife and three other people were found in a vehicle in a parking garage at Albuquerque International Sunport New Mexico's largest airport it's oh, not right. clear how they were killed uh, three of them were reported missing in January from Grants about 80 miles west of Albuquerque the victims were identified as Jennifer Lannon, his wife, who's 39, Matthew Miller, Justin Mata, and Randall Apostolon. They said that they were four bodies that were found at the airport. One definitely was killed in Albuquerque, and uh, the other three, which was his wife, was definitely killed in Albuquerque previously, and that the other three appeared to have been killed in the Grants area of Cibola Country, right? Yeah. So he, he left this Essentially, he just left a car at the airport, got on a plane, went to New Jersey. On March 8th, three days after the remains were found in New Mexico, the body of Michael Dubkowski was found. Um, he was beaten to death with a hammer. Uh, and then he was immediately, so he, he was arrested. He, he was then where he was charged with the multiple counts. So he's the first murder of his wife and three other people. That was in Albuquerque. That was in Albuquerque. Hops on a plane. Yes. Goes to Jersey, kills this guy with a hammer. It does seem like he has a plan. Yes. It seems like he's Buscemi. It seems like he's from Happy Mad or Billy Madison. Looks like he has a list of names that he is crossing off. And the question is, 
is he telling the truth? We don't know. When we, he says, I killed 16 other people. Well, apparently, it sounds like he set up a story of what happened to his wife. So he told friends that his wife, Jennifer, had run off with some friends, possibly that never Arizona. Happens. Never, never, never happens. Never happens. No one's running off to Arizona. Nobody does. And everybody says it here. Like, that, it doesn't sound right because she was a mom. And I don't think she was just going to blow off her kids. No. Right? And then apparently, people kept saying they don't understand what happened with Dobkowski. According to neighbors, he said he was a real good guy from what I could tell. Just a total shock what happened to him. But according to Sean oh. Lannon, he told investigators that Dubkowski, who he beat to death with a hammer, had sexually abused him as a child, and that he had gone to the home to retrieve sexually explicit photos. Um, but apparently that there is a connection, because Dubkowski mentored Lannon and his twin brother through a Big Brothers program in the 1980s. Okay. But people don't really understand. The, the people are confused. Like, Lannon's family's confused because he's been there a couple of times. Like, Dubkowski has been to family celebrations, which does not necessarily mean he's innocent of molesting him as a boy, but it, it does speak to like they had like a functioning relationship. You know, I'm so just either gonna... something boiled over, right? And he finally decided now was the time that I'm gonna fucking pop off and get everybody who nobody who ever never believed me, I guess. No. Or is he just an absolute psychopath who's just became completely unhinged? He might just be trying to set up his defense. I mean, as who knows? Well. You never know. Uh, I'm definitely not going to. I'm going to not side with the guy who killed four people before killing the person that then he alleges molested him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seems a little muddy. There's a lot going but on in there. In, you know, obviously, these stories are real. Chris Whitman, who is the uh, brother of uh, Jennifer Lannon, he says it's a challenging time. Um, he added, just getting news today that he confessed to a total of 16 murders. It's mind boggling. He talks about, uh, he says they were together for about nine years and it's just mind boggling because it's someone I welcomed into my home. We had Thanksgiving dinner together and someone I know has taken my sister's life and tragically, potentially 15 others. So it is just, it, it is so sad when these things happen and that is just why you, it's harder and harder sometimes to believe in love. <laughs> it is. And because I also, you're just like, you were together for nine years. But how you're do just you. just going to kill me and all of my friends. This is like a weirdly serious question. How do you begin to tell your family that I'm having homicidal thoughts? Like, what do you do to, to stem this behavior? You got to go to therapy. I mean, yeah, of course you, but you know, there's still things you don't even tell your therapist because it's like really weird. Well, if it's felonious and you're actively licking a gun, That's they when, might report you. But it would be good for you to figure out a way to like, how do you tell other people that I'm going through this thing? I'm going through the I am scared of myself. I There has to be ways just, that he could have reached out. Can you just like, can there be like a type of flare gun you shoot? <laughs> It says like I'm having severe psychological problems, and someone just can come. Because sometimes you just need to be taken against your will to a place, and then you go like, "Thank you for putting me in that cell." I was about I'm, to murder a lot of people. Guys. I'm calm now. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Like, calm.com. You remember we used to do commercials for them? Yes. Again, I think what we're talking about is mental health facilities that were all shut down in the '80s oh. that potentially could have helped. And uh, but just, think just, about all the golf courses we have. I know. And how nice is that when you think about relaxing around sociopaths it's just like being in the loony bin uh whitman said uh regarding his sister who died i'm just gonna miss her laugh and her sense of humor so it is so sad these are real people and this guy if you look at the picture of him 
The scary he, thing he's is, got a you good watch, mug, yeah, he did a good uh, mug face, face, he's mug got, shot face. He's got a mug shot face, but he looks like someone you just walk past on the street or walk past an Ace or Home Depot. That is, that's why the mugshot is always interesting. Sometimes you see a guy and you're like, he's convicted of jerking off 18 ducks. And you look at the mugshot and you're like, all right, yeah. Dude, okay, like, yeah, that, yo, definitely. Yeah, he's jerking off ducks. He's jerking off ducks. But this guy. Like, uh, what was it? The guy who uh, had sex with, all the, with the Olaf last week. You're like, <laughs> yes. It checked out. Yeah. This guy, he kind of looks a bit like Chris Watts, I guess, but he just, again, looks... Chris Watts, again, just a normal-looking-ass normal dude. Normal-looking guy. That just walked around, you don't understand that what his Ugh. face is, is the fragile mask of a mass murderer. And if he was molested, again, that's absolutely horrible, and it's, we take that very, very seriously. Of course, but um, murder is never acceptable mm-hmm. unless... I mean, pitch it to me. You got to have a strong pitch. You (laughs) got to have a strong pitch. And the person that you're murdering, if they, okay, so this is how it works. In order to secure peace, you got to prepare for war, okay? So sometimes you've got to kill someone because you know that person's going to kill a hundred other people. So by killing that person, you've just saved lives. But you need proof. Evidence. Yes. That's important. So The main thing is gather evidence. They're going to blow up. They're blowing up SoFi Stadium, and I know that. So to save all of those lives at this Rams game, I'm going to kill that person. I think but that's you need great. some pictures. You're, you need yes. some. You need some receipts. You need some emails. You're going to have to hack in there. You're, you're gonna going have to hack to. into their stuff, and you're that is. So I would say yes if you're going to do. So learn light espionage first, and then try desperately to get away with it because the way our legal system works, believe it or not. They're still going to be mad at There's you. Everyone's going to be like, oh, murder's bad, murder's a gamble. He was going to blow up SoFi Stadium, so technically I'm a hero. And that, but he as didn't you spend do the, it yet. As That's you, what they'll say to you. Oh, but did he do it yet? Did Richard Reed blow up the plane? No. Oh, but he had some fancy shoes, didn't he? Yeah, made by the FBI. Right from your grave. All right, now it's time for a conversation with Hunter Barker. Hunter Barker was last week's Hero of the Week, and I'm going to say this week's Hero of the Week is a man named Nick Montaño, I believe, who owns the Los Terros Mexican restaurant. So he is this week's Hero of the Week, but... This is the guy who sat in the beans. This is the guy who sat in the beans. (laughs) So this is Hunter Barker. Enjoy our conversation. Unbelievably sweet guy, and uh, we're, we're building it out here. We love our characters here on Side Story. So enjoy our convo with Hunter Barker, Hero of last week. And this week, sure. All right, everyone. Now it is time for Hero of the Week. And this week, we are revisiting the hero from last week. We got and we him. are talking beans. Talking big old sloppy, drippy beans. Oh, I can't wait. This man is an absolute hero. He helped save Los Toros Mexican Restaurant. He is a stuntman. And I can't wait to talk about what it's like to sit in beans for 24 hours. Hunter Barker. Thanks for being on the show, Hunter. Well, yippee-ki-yay, gentlemen. What an honor it is to be here. Wow. Hell yeah. Now, because they have listened to you, you are a stuntman. Looks clean, by the way. He's very, you are clean. I thought there would still be some bean residue on you, but you are completely bean free. There's still a few beans and a few different cracks and crevices, but, you know, we can get to that. (laughs) I would love to talk to you as a person that has also been submerged in an oily substance. I was once, we've talked about it endlessly on last podcast and left inside stories. I once spent several days absolutely slathered in peanut butter for a show that I did called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And I know that. The the one thing that affected me the most about sitting in that peanut butter was that the smell of the peanut oil would not leave me 
or, or just my, I was just smelling peanuts smelling for like peanuts. a month. Elephants were following him everywhere he went. It was ridiculous. A bunch of chihuahuas. Now you did this. I'm not going to call it. It technically was a stunt, but actually it was a, it was a piece of, this was a political movement. This was, this was Yoko Ono and John Lennon laying in a bed 2021. Who needs those two talentless hacks when we have Hunter Barker, a man who can sit in beans. Hunter, I've got to ask you, yes, as Henry was uh, as Henry was alluding to, do you still smell like beans? Guys, uh, please excuse my language. I, I smell like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Very good. I like pure honesty. Follow-up question, you- did you shit in the beans? Well, so that was one of the big questions that we got. <laughs> Leading the stunt all up around it. You know, what I did is I actually had fabricated a funnel for myself. Okay. And that... <laughs> And that did attach to Mike Johnson. So that's how we took care of number one. Number two was a different <laughs> scenario. I used um, a, it's called a modium. It's like an over the counter. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So I, I popped about 12, 18 of those. And so I was, you were juicing? <sighs> that's, that's, wow. that's performance enhancing drugs. He's a real Sammy Sosa. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, to go back to you know your question, you know, is this a stunt? This was one of the biggest stunts of my life. Yeah, go from the beginning. How did you conceive this stunt? What what made you say like the, I is it know like about Everest? Emodium. I we will get to the emodium, but I do let's start with the creative spark and then we'll All move right. to where the shit goes. Okay. Okay, so let's start at square one. Um, me and my family have been going to Los Toros forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 27 years old, I've been going for over 20 years. Los Toros if you live in the Chatsworth area, they are famous for their bean dip. It is mm. wildly addicting. Mm-hmm. So addicting to the point it will drive a man completely insane. It's that good. It's That's delicious. I believe it. That's actually very scary. Incredible, mm. incredible stuff. Uh, their margaritas are also great, too. And I had more than a few of those in the tub as well. Their main margarita, Papa Nick's margarita, named after the owner, Nick, is one of the most knock-you-on-your-ass amazing margaritas you will mm. ever have in your life all right well i love the menu items but okay so you're slamming margaritas i can't stop thinking about the emodium and the shit we it just will. seems to me like you have got to be constantly dumping in the beans gentlemen the entire week leading up i had to change my diet completely wow you know which is typically um a mixture of a lot of red meat. I have a high red meat count. Mm-hmm. I had to push that down, eating only greens. And then mm-hmm. the day before, greens, emodium, greens, emodium, <laughs> which carried me 24 hours from start to finish. Not a, not a single duty or drop in sight. All right. Okay. Well, good thing. Are you Thank satisfied? You. Yes, I am satisfied. I just had to know that, Mr. Zabrowski. Now, when you decided I'm going to sit in these, like, how did you decide I'm going to sit in the beans? I can handle this amount of beans. And also, was it beans from Los Toros or did you pipe in other beans? Good point. Great question. Great question. And we, I have a story for that. So Los Toros, there, there is no way I could submit myself to 24 hours in their beans. Because back to the um, question regarding the duty, my plan would have been completely soiled, no pun intended there. So what I did was prepared my own batch of beans, and I do have to shout out El Rey Del Frijol beans. Okay. Great family. And, and coincidentally enough, 
I, I went to the grocery store to collect my beans for the mixture that I would be making for the stunt for Los Toros. And I have not met the family who produces the El Rey Del Frijol beans completely random. So what we did was I, we had in the, in the, in the frame, the bag of beans behind. And mm-hmm. so after the stunt was went live, I got, I got a message online from the daughter of the family. Her name is Genesis. And she says, I I can't believe this. My father's beans have gone viral online. Here's the photo of the whole beans. And I said, I said, Genesis, this is, um, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's wonderful. And she says, no, 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 no. Like this has made my father's life. He is, he is laughing his ass off and he would like to give you guys free beans for a year. Wow. and I was like, Genesis, I, I think that's, it's so kind, but I think it's a bad idea to give them to me again. Let's do something charitable with these beans. Yeah, that's great. How many beans did you have to buy? Because looking at the picture, we are looking at slightly larger than a kiddie pool. No, it was a lot of beans. A lot of beans. And it looks to be about a four inch deep pile of beans. What are we talking here? And why weren't you arrested for buying that many beans? It seems like someone who's about to commit a terrorist act involving a series of blown up baked beans. Yes, we I we I did I did clear the shelf of the El Rey del Frijol beans. Mm-hmm. Now, did you just choose them because of consistency? Like now as a stuntman, <laughs> you looked at this, you wanted to set this up in a way scientifically yeah. because a lot of times beans, refried beans specifically are very Thick. How do you get them up to a runny enough <laughs> texture that you can really wade around in it? Yeah. Did, also, did you? Yeah. Did you do laps? Did you swim at all? Uh, yeah, I, I did dunk myself in for a little bit for a refreshing uh, dip after <laughs> the end of the night at around hour five thirty in the morning. Great. Uh, but, well, can also emotionally, twenty four hours is a long time to do anything, right? To do anything. So. When you get, went to, what was the hardest chunk of time? Like, did it get to, like, did, did you have people hanging with you the whole time? Were like the people like joking and you were drinking and having a good time, like as it was going? Or were you like, were there some points where people were like, Hunter, I got to go. And oh then everyone God, just the like al- left you alone in the beans. The alone time in the beans must've been hard. So the, the most difficult parts were the, the beginning and in nearing the end. Um, you know, the beginning is because I'm, I'm getting used to this. I'm, I'm acclimating to, to the beans all around me and the substance all around me. And <laughs> in the middle was really, really great because you know, what was, what I thought was so special were that all the families in the area would drive up and with their kids in the car, waving and laughing. And, um, it, it really touched me in many ways. Yeah, of course. Um, but that being said, guys, I mean, talking about the 24 hours, I, I did want to give a little bit of a speech because I am so gracious. I'm so honored to receive this award. It's the first award I've ever received in my life. There's nothing right. even tangible or fun. This is the original NFT. Yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing and, and it's worth so much. I, I, but I do have to pass this award to the owner of Los Toros, Nicholas. Wow. Real hero. I, I, wow. I have to this do is that. a real hero. He is. Because I'm, guys, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a guy who sat 24 hours in a tub of beans. <laughs> for the last year, when the world took, when the world took away, he gave. And he Aww. has been feeding people all throughout the year. 
Even on hard times, Nicholas has been feeding first responders, feeding nurses, people in the community, which to me, I thought was just so fantastic and so amazing. Yeah. But look, so I do have to give pass the award to Nicholas Montano, the owner of Los Toros. All right. Nicholas Montano. Montano? Yes, yes. Nicholas Montano, hero of the year. Hero of the year. Wow. Honestly, especially for the Chatsworth area. If we're going to do regional hero of the year. Without a doubt. So just to follow up on that very wonderful, salient, deep, sensitive, creative, great point. Did you get a bean in your pee hole yeah, at Did all? any beans go up your asshole? Any asshole like, honestly, or pee This hole? is a general question. We just know our, our fans need to know bef- before we give you like, yeah, a did plug. it? Did you like piss out a bean or anything in your nostril, anywhere inside of your body? No beans, but a little bit of margarita on the rocks. Hey, man. That's, the, <laughs> a, that's how it right, goes. Right around the rim. Yeah, oh. uh, wow. Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. Like those up. crystal goblets. And gentlemen, not only that, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm not finished with the speech here. Oh, okay, yeah, go, 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 I, go, go. I did I didn't want to come on here like a sad sack of beans. I really did want to come with some thunder as okay. well. And mm-hmm. what I would like what I would like to propose to you guys is a challenge for you. Oh my gosh. Okay. And oh, I would no. like to do for you guys. Okay. And so I thought this would be kind of interesting. I thought for 24 hours, I would listen to last podcast on the left uninterrupted for 24 hours straight and then give you guys the stipulation where I will do that wherever you'd like me to do it and how you would like me to do it. Okay. Oh my goodness. It's a lot of power. Doesn't need to be decided here. It could be a week. You can speak to the, uh, the audience, you know, maybe they have some ideas, but I'd like to give you guys that as I'm so thankful for this award. Honestly, dude, you don't understand what kind of that. That's a, a huge gift. And I do believe that. And we will, we will posit that to our listeners. What should we do? 24 hours of last podcast on the left. Hunter Barker is going to be sitting there. We're going to find a public space for you to do it. And we're going to figure out a where we're going to drive up funds towards. And it's not going to be just guns for kids. No, it will not be. Although that will definitely be added to the list Miss. of guns for kids. I love that. More guns for more kids. Um, do you need to have something food related in this challenge? Is it something where you want to sit in queso? What do you want to sit in the most? I think the, the challenge is listening to the episodes, and then we got to find a way for him because he's already well, said he's already done the sitting. The, in. We're, I hope the challenge isn't listening to the episode. I hope the challenge is when he's standing on like one foot in a, in a pile of peacock shit or something. Listening to the podcast <laughs> is just the cherry on top. Of okay. The, okay. Of the creamy delight, and you guys need to figure out what that. Uh, delicious morsel is. It doesn't need to be food at all. Uh, it could be anything else. I mean, it's I, almost I, like he hopes it isn't food. It's almost like it's going to have to be food then. Yeah. Sorry, Hunter. Well, that is just fantastic. And thank you so Dude, much for that. D- uh, is there a plug? Is there anything you want to go towards? Do you want anybody? Uh, is there a website or anything you're, you're shilling as long as it's not, you know, um, just uh, human growth hormone? Well, uh, I mean, plug in the set. I mean, is there whatever you guys. So my, my plight is to do these stunts for small businesses. Love that, it. that is my that is my plight. That is my mission. That is my journey. So if there's anything that you guys can, you know, and I love creating the stunts inspired, you know, by yes. what the small business is. Again, this is my gift to you guys. Uh, listening to the podcast for 24 hours straight uninterrupted is just the cherry on top. So that is not the challenge. I'm leaving the challenge up to you. All guys. right, Hunter, you're going to have to give us some time. We're a little bit backed absolutely, up here, but absolutely. we'll figure it out at some point. And perhaps even if we're in your neck of the woods, maybe we can try to tie in some show stuff. We'll Honestly, figure something out. That would be pretty sweet. Did anybody, can anybody find you anywhere on socials? Do you like that? Yes. Yeah, so my Instagram is Hunter the Godfather. Ooh, I right, love sweet. it. 
All right, Hunter. Well, honestly, this is a very inspirational talk. This very is why you were Hero of the Week, but now passed on to Nicholas Montano. But honestly, thank you so much for your time and for your strength. And a challenge will be coming your way. Also, I got to ask, did you eat any of the beans? Did you have a little spoon at all? Did you eat the beans? Because I think I would have had a nibble or two. But he's not a Japanese TV star. Well, I don't know. Did you eat any beans? I, I did eat some beans, of course. What would I be if I didn't? And I also, I did have a, a, a couple meals at, at the at the end of the evening. I, I couldn't resist. Their food is that great. Okay. Man, that's incredible. So Los Toros was still feeding you as you were sitting in the beans? Of course. That's that is fantastic. And you can still eat beans? No, no bean remorse. I will be going back tonight. God, that is what I'm talking about. Hunter Barker, hero we needed. I didn't know we needed. I, honestly, I'm hungry for God. beans now. Like, I'm, I want some refried beans. I'm going to get that tonight. Absolutely. And then when I have to ask also, when you were out of the beans, you stand up, you're out of the beans. Obviously, you're covered in beans. What happened to the rest of those beans? Did you feed them to cats or do you just throw? That's a lot of beans. Yeah. So those those are in a, in a very safe place in my in my shower right now. <laughs> You've kept the safe, beans. Very safe. All right. Well, Hunter Barker, he is a fantastic hero. He is. Live from your grave. All right, there it was. That was great. And so, if you do have a good pitch for oh, wh- what my. Hunter Barker, well, you know, should I'm thinking do. queso. We we were thinking queso. But it's going to be queso. I kind of, if it is queso. Okay, true question, Henry. He's sitting in a vat of queso, right? Okay. Hunter, he's, he's a handsome man, young. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. He looked clean. How far away from his body would you dip a chip? To get that queso. And I'm talking, we're not going to put him in Tostitos. No, we're putting him in Texas queso. Real queso. It's going to burn his body because it's full of jalapeno. Is it weird to say, this is where there's a double standard. Really? That if it was a beautiful woman. Well, I see there's a there was a strip club in, in New York I would walk by all the time. And at noon, you could go eat sushi off of a stripper's body. Absolutely. Which, um, you go don't to work, do it. You don't do it. You're an accountant in your lunch. You go and eat sushi off a human body like yeah. a Jeffrey Epstein. That's a lot. Oh, I love tuna off of a butt. Because mm, mm. you can get a slight warmth. Um, yeah. I honestly... Uh, well, I don't know why, as a man, for a man, only just because of, because uh, also even looking at him, he's sure. not even my type in even that respect. Okay. Because you have, to, I don't know. It's quite handsome. Sure. Okay. But still, but I don't know why it's like the double standard. If it was a woman, I'd be like, yeah, I'll try it. But if, You're because not it's a man, no. I would have no problem going with the corner dip. I would okay. go with the corner dip. Well, that's because where you're you more know, advanced than me. Well, you know how hard it is to mix around the queso. I think most of that corner dip will be safe. Congeals. It the top will congeal. congeal. And I will take some of the skin. Ooh. I'll take some of the skin from the very top. Because you know that's safe. But I don't know what floats up. And also to have to... Well, okay, Hunter would also need to I shower. Would... He need to wash up. Yes, of course. And also, as we learned from our interview, he does have a piss contraption and he actively said he did not shit. So I would need to know, had he urinated yet? If he had urinated, I'm going to go even further away from him. How big is a pool of queso? Exactly. All right. All right. Well, either way, Hunter, thank you so much for being on the show. And side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. At some point in the not not so distant future which could be a hundred years from now if you think about time we will do something with hunter (laughs) and we will use his unbelievable talents for some kind of greater good that we don't quite know yet yep as a matter of fact what if he sat in a bunch of a thousand oily pennies that's gross all right depends on what we're it depends on what we're working towards yeah um we did get a mail from someone that said that plushophilia is a thing you have to read that email Um, i'm sorry you have to this is a listener email (laughs) 
<laughs> I have plushophilia and I'm a woman. I can say that when I do use my stuffed animal for sexual purposes, I have one specifically for my needs. The others are just because I adore them. It doesn't get very wet at all. Guys ejaculate cum. Girls don't always release the fluid. Sounds weird, but didn't know how else to describe it. My stuffed animal stays quite clean, and I do wash him, but moisture has never really been an issue at all. Ben, I think guys would get a stuffed animal more dirty or wet than a girl would. Thank you. My stuffed animal stays in my collection, and no one has ever known about my fetish has ever figured out which one I use. So just go around and smell all of your friends' stuffed animals, and uh, it, it smells like balls you know or what? a vagina. Just, just like, ask them if they're you, fucking it. I just want to know if you... Henry, right now, are you fucking any stuffed animals? No. I'm just going to believe you, even though you said it in a way that makes me not believe you. Mm. Um, I just feel like the funniest part about that email was when she said, men come and women don't really ejaculate. And she's like, sorry for being gross. It's like, that's normal. That's actually not that's that a, gross. That is a normal thing that you said. It was you fucking all of one of but your dolls not, in the hey, collection. But, hey, now we're hitting the fucking tricky waters. We I'm can't not, say that I'm it's not. I'm not demonizing. We can't say, we can't, we can't yuck her yum. I'm not yucking her yum, Mr. Zabrowski. And I'm, I love this woman. I love this woman. I am just saying it is it. What I yeah, try just, to try to make a sentence, try to make a sentence that string together some words. Does she buy a bunch of plushies that enjoy being cucks? Because my understanding is she's only fucking one of them. And if I am one of these plushies on the shelf, if I'm like the stimpy doll that farts, and all of a sudden all I get to see is like my friend Raggedy Ann go get banged out yeah, by yeah. her owner, you're just and I'm just standing like, there like, well, I guess I don't get fucked by the owner. Yeah, you're always a stuffed animal in the corner being told how small your dick is and how much greater the other plushie's dick is. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot, unless you're really into it. Man, I did stumble upon a JOI. That's a jerk-off instruction video. I know um, those. She was so mean. Yeah, and you're just being like, like you're honestly now I'm insulted. No, I don't. You're saying a bunch of accurate things. I think the guys that like to be demeaned tend to like actually be like they tend to be like schvelt well, and then they get, like to be like you're a bad naughty boy but they're actually buff like if you call me like a bad fatty boy i'm just i just you're get, really that hurts that's yeah. offensive i'm upset no uh i actually uh we've had a lot of messages people saying that honestly they don't see a a distinct difference between people that are like you don't see it's not just like executives who are subs it's no. like most people it's like all over the place oh absolutely but there is you know but every once in a while you do know for a fact that Donald fucking Jr. eats a pile of shit and he's just like, well, thank you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. He's got to. And of course, Kimberly Guilfoyle, what a mommy she is. Question, though, to you, Henry, now that I am becoming more broad, and thank you for broadening my mind, hmm. like uh, the intro of Roundtable of Gentlemen, is it any different fucking this doll that she has or this plushy toy? Is it any different than a flashlight? Oh, absolutely not. I absolutely not. not. All right. No. And we talk about people fucking. Um, absolutely not. No, right. I don't think so. It's the, the same only thing. thing is, what if, like, her. It's if, more like, are, just, you in a, are you in a full-on relationship with the plushie? Then it gets to the whole point. Then it gets into, like, we're talking about, like, insurance issues. Of course. But then also, it's just, I also think a fleshlight isn't on a shelf next to a series of other fleshlights that your friends might look in and then You don't know it. that. Because then they have the specialized fleshlights. They got the, you know, what? I believe Asia, um, what's her name? Carrera? She, no, not her. There was a before the other one. Okay. She's got one. Aza. Aza has She's one? got one, I believe. Um, I don't know if Sasha Gray had her own pussy, like what? her own fake pussy. I Jenna Jameson had her own fake pussy. Well, and she had her own fake butt also. 
Um, all I know is when it comes to the flashlight, it would be nice if they actually put a little flashlight in there. It would be nice just to have just it, so like, it just so you could put the cap on and it's got a flashlight and then you can hide it and, and it's also convenient. Also, if there's a home intrusion and you're like, all you have is not a gun, but a flashlight, flashlight. Then all of a sudden you're like, who are you? And then they're looking at a pussy. Like, and they're whoa, like, whoa, oh whoa, my God, what's whoa. going on here? That's scary. All right. Well, thank you so much for that listener email. Anything else, Henry? I have this one. Um, this was one of those. So we talk about these, like the people talking business and like business seminars and trust building exercises. Oh my exercises. God, sounds like a freaking nightmare. So uh, I got the chills when you guys started to describe some of the tactics used during the seminar, including the five survivors on a boat thing. I was forced to go to a camp when I was 13 years old and we were forced to do this exercise. We were given five popsicle sticks and then all a hundred of us were put into a circle while you walked around the room and one at a time had told each person that you chose not to give them a vote for the life raft and to tell them you die. <laughs> Keep in mind everyone here is ages 12 to 17 years old. When it was my turn to walk around the room and condemn all of these people to an artificial death, I only gave four of my five popsicle sticks away. I kept one for myself because I don't want to die. Haha. This prompted one of the facilitators to pull me aside and scold me what? that this was against the rules. What? So I ended up giving the last stick away. Did you not see the end of the movie Titanic? You gotta take care of yourself. Of course. After the exercise ended, they revealed the point of the ordeal and it was to scold us for not caring for ourselves and that none of us voted for ourselves to live. He voted and I for just himself. about oh lost my, my shit at this point. The same facilitator pulled me aside and said later that I almost ruined the exercise uh, because it, she natu- because they naturally did it. It's a stupid exercise. I went to Camp Luther and I had horrific memories of Camp Luther. And uh, but there was some fun in there, did some archery, did a lot of sleeping, stay up all night. Um, oh yeah, dude. Uh, and then story. at one point, there's another weird story from that weekend. At one point, we were blindfolded and given rolled up towels to beat the shit out of some beanbag chairs, and we were told to imagine they were beating our parents. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no, that, that could help. Would, that could help. And I have one more. This is about this period controversy. And I'm talking about monarch. Oh right? my god. I'm talking about periods. We are talking about the double punctuation space punctuation period that lit up social media i can't believe how it trended i graduated college may 2020 with a degree in writing editing and publishing and as i'm sure you can imagine we had many a debate over this exact thing the official ruling according to the modern language association is that there should be only one space following a period in typed words it should be noted however that this change has come with the digital age typewriters necessitated a double space following a period to make it easier for the reader to read but computers can space out words more effectively now making the double space redundant well what was i taught why did i fail why were those papers full of red marks i want a redaction of every single thing that i was told was wrong when i was a child don't trust anyone don't trust the authorities they're going to move the goalposts as soon as they want to and next thing you know you're not getting work because you're double spacing because you thought that was the patriotic thing to do yep and now it's racist and now it's horrible well what, what's the point of even going to kindergarten? I feel like kindergarten, honestly, is a waste. I don't think kids should go to school until they're 15 years old. You know and what? I think I before, and they totally should be in the military up until then. Well, then we'll you want you want child soldiers. God, soldiers. You feel t- but you child. understand like that's like co- that's like Coney. It's service for the children. I don't mind the concept. Uh, you know what? What? Just camps. T- camp. Camps. camps. Isn't that weird how camp sounds? But if you say camps, everybody, oh, it's, it's a, a big problem. Anyway, all right, everyone, never trust your teacher. That's never basically what that means. Trust your teacher. Live every day like you are. You're the main plushie. 
and everybody they all want to fuck you they're not f- trying to fuck what old the Berenstein, is- the, the Mr. Bear over there. They're not trying to fuck old Snakey the Snake over there. Aww. They're trying to fuck you, Cocky the Cockroach, <laughs> which is a cockroach stuffed animal, right? And you're going to love how many times you make your, the owner of you make them gush. And maybe, oh, you're like, oh, well, you know, the, the other plushies, they say they don't get wet when, when she uses yeah. me, but I make her wet. Oh, That's what I love, and I laugh my way to the pussy bank. I love put it. that pussy juice into that account and I save it for my grandchildren where it gets interest. What a lucky plushie it is. And did you do the laugh? Was that all three? All right. Well, here we go, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing all right out there. We are going to see you soon in Grundick County. Grundick County. So make sure you get the tickets. I believe the first show still has a few available. Yep. So check those out. And uh, we can't wait to see you. And we have some big announcements coming in the very near future. Hold on to your balls because weed is happening at some point. Henry and I are going to be out there slinging it. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll yeah, be I'm not fucking on- slinging it. We're going to be entrepreneurs. Yeah, and that's what, you know, we, I love we, it. it is going to be interesting. I can't wait. All right, everyone, hail yourselves! Hail Satan! Magustalations! Tell me. Don't fuck your dolls. I or mean, do. unless you like or it, you do. can do. You, you can know fuck what? your dolls. I've come full circle. Just fuck every doll that you have. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey!